0: Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I'm Donna Riche, your hostess and your teacher, and I'm excited again because I love teaching. I'm excited when it is time to go teach my classes, my uh, 60 writing students, language arts students online and live and in person in the Fort Wayne area, Bluffton area, I'm excited to get on here and teach you. Um, how I teach various things to those students and uh, how I teach the various projects in my books and excited to write emails and copy that helps um, parents, teachers and teaching parents uh, to work with their kids. So here we go. This is episode number 34. And you have two ways to consume this uh, episode you can watch the video which is available at languageartsladyblog.com um, go up to the tab marked uh, how I teach broadcast and they'll all be there. You can uh, go to my YouTube channel and watch it there. When you watch the video you are seeing everything that is in the free teachers notebook sheets. So you will see all of this on my screen. This is the free notebook the free episode sheets that you get each week with the episode so the second way is to watch it listen to it on your favorite podcast provider and if you do that you definitely want to have your teacher's notebook sheets in front of you Um, it's a pretty visual uh, broadcast and that will help you a lot either way don't forget to get these sheets because they have your free lessons in them and you can um, use these with your students after you watch the video or listen to the podcast so here we go Let's get into it from um, in the beginning. And here we go. This is episode number 34, right for a month, uh, Mowgli 4. So this comes from my one of my high school books. So this is 8th, 9th, 10th. It's kind of a beginning high school, level four and level five is upper high school. And uh, just like I always do, I will tell you how to increase the difficulty so you can use it with your higher level high schoolers or decrease the difficulty so that you can use it with maybe some of your middle schoolers as well. This is um, episode number 34, and I'm calling it the research-based essay for junior high and high school students. And it's about surviving in a jungle. And the reason that I called it this is because it is part research and part essay. And I feel like a lot of times when we are going into a writing project, it is either it's narrative, it's story, it's research, right? And it it feels like those things are kind of difficult to um, reconcile. And yet I think that a research-based essay is the perfect kind of bridge from simply essay writing, where you have opinions and you try to make those known and you try to persuade people, which can be sometimes informal, Right. And sometimes too informal. I'm always having to get with my students and say, you know, even though it's an essay, unless it is, you know, a narrative where you're giving your experience or something, you don't use I, um, you address the audience um, as in third person. But with the essay, students often have some ideas, right? They have ideas about, you know, persuading somebody like, um, you know, these are the three best. What do we do with the three best? We did some of that early on. Oh, the very first episode was writing the three favorites essay, three favorite Peter Pan characters. We have the two favorite um, uh, snacks. We have different essays that are very simplified, right? But when you bridge the gap between essay writing and research writing, that is when we are going to write from a persuasive standpoint. In other words, I want this paper to persuade somebody of something but I'm going to bring research into it as well. So it's the perfect bridge between essay writing and research writing um, when you know, maybe your students aren't ready for this full on you know, eight paragraph research project with you know, four sources being merged and works cited and quotes and so forth. So uh, that's why I really love this project because I feel like it does that. I also love it because kids love it. And I also love it, especially because boys love it. And so, as a matter of fact, our sample today is from uh, one of my former students who is a boy, (laughs) who's a high school boy. Now he's a man. Um, So, anyway, it is just a win, win, win all the way around. And you can do this with anything. I'm going to tell you how. You can use, of course, my free uh, teacher sheets to do this particular one. And then print off more of those and use the outlining space and things like that with your own topics. And I'll give you some ideas for those in just a little bit. All right. So you know how I always start. I always start with my expectation explanations. So this is the overview box, half of it and the other half. And it says right at the bottom of the box, this overview box Just provided at the beginning of each project is here to give students and teachers an at a glance look at the entire composition assignment. Each step of each lesson is assigned in detail throughout the week. So this is just a box so that teachers and my students rely on this heavily. They know what's going to be expected of them. This is a two week project, lessons one and two in the um, uh, Mowgli book, um, book four, uh, jungle book. Right for a month and it is because of that it's going to span by the time it goes in my case by the time it go, they do the checklist challenge it goes out to editors comes back to me I edit on the editors I score and then I give them back to them and then they do finals it's going to be a total of three weeks is how these really uh, pan out in my class situation since I don't have time to edit all 60 papers on the day that I get them they have to go out to people and then come back to me Um, So I don't take a class time uh, with editing papers and things like that, because class time is for teaching. Have I mentioned how much I like teaching? All right. So this is the overview for the whole project topic of the essay. They're going to do a one, three, one paragraph essay approach. They're going to write an opening and a closing. So the one, three, one just means that they have three paragraphs for the body and they have something at the beginning one and something at the end one. So they can either have an opening sentence or they can have an opening paragraph. They can even, so they can, they're gonna have their thesis statement just tacked onto the first paragraph or an entire opening paragraph. And they have their thesis statement reloaded or an entire closing paragraph. So uh, this is pretty flexible. So right off the bat, I will tell you that one way to make this easier for younger students is to not do this opening and this closing paragraph, but instead just to do their three ways that they would survive in a jungle, T- tack their uh, thesis right onto the first paragraph. There are three ways to survive in a jungle <laughs> or uh, three popular ways or three um, well-known ways or three um, uh, surefire ways, something like that. There are three ways to survive in a jungle. Boom, thesis statement. Without even doing an opening and closing. So you've just taken this right there from an uh, like an eighth, ninth, 10th project Two, six, seven, eight, right? So you can see how just decreasing the total load. I've really been um, thinking a lot about differentiation. I always call it leveling up or leveling down or, or making something multi-level, uh, but the proper term is differentiation and just how much I do that every single day. So be sure you uh, are subscribed to the blog because I'm going to be teaching about that in my Monday mini-mails coming up. Alright, so that is one thing that you can do right off the bat to make it um, easier for either younger students or even your eighth ninth and 10th who five paragraphs might make them come unglued three paragraphs they're fine with right and you know your students better than anybody else right. Alright, so they're gonna have three paragraphs for the body, and then this is also a differentiation and that is six to eight sentence per paragraph for basics and seven to 10 for extensions so. If you want this to be for, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th grade students, you would say, you know, that you want 10 to 12 sentences in each paragraph or you want eight to 12. And if you want to make it easier for middle schoolers, you would say four to six sentences in each paragraph. Um, Students are assigned the addition of at least one quote. So making this um, multi-level would be going down with this, fifth, sixth, seventh graders uh, that you maybe do not ask for a quote from them for this paper. Uh, going up, you would say you have to have a quote opening or closing and one quote in your body. And then if I am working even with 12th graders in this situation, I would require certain types of quotes. So I would say you have to have one split quote and one uh, colon, speech tag colon. So uh, again, I'm, again. that's gonna be coming up. I just had my um, layout of my content for the next month. So that differentiation is specifically the quote differentiation is coming soon in a Monday mini mail. All right, so we have our sample of course. Um, and this one does have an opening paragraph, first paragraph of the body, uh, second paragraph of the body, third paragraph of the body and closing paragraph. Right, so that is all in one screen. That's gonna be hard for me to read from. I should have um, asked my assistant to divide it in half. Uh, It's totally on me, I didn't think about that. Okay, so I always use the samples. You know how I feel about samples. Samples get students excited. Samples show a finished product that makes students feel like um, they can do it too. All right, so really all about the samples. All right. So um, step one is not on here, but it is to read through the sample. And uh, I actually use the sample extensively when I'm teaching. So let me just tell you what I would do with this. Particularly, I would say um, I would, first of all, read the opening paragraph and I would ask them, where is the thesis statement? And so they would say the thesis statement is here there are three things that one needs to be knowledgeable about in order to survive in a jungle. Aiden, amazing colon use. Use of salt, comma, benefits and how to's, a fire, comma, and the ability to tap into the power of the mind. Three uh, parallel phrases too. All right. So they would highlight that, draw an arrow to the margin and write thesis. All right. Then I would read the next paragraph and I would tell, I would ask them for the transition from the opening to the to the uh, POBA, paragraph of body A. And we would highlight one vital key to survival that almost no one thinks about is salt. We would draw an arrow to the margin and we would write POBA because that is the, th- that is the topic sentence for POBA. Okay, then we would read through that um, and uh, talk about uh, how he backed it up uh, with proof how he wrote in third person. Most people do not think about it. Uh, um, one is bound to receive their fair share, not to mention uh, that your body requires salt to function properly. All right, so we would go through all of that and talk about how many details there are about salt in that and how it's in the third person. Then we come down here and highlight the next one, a rather obvious but extremely important piece to the puzzle of survival is fire. We would highlight that. We would draw an arrow to the margin and write POBB. And then we would talk about how he has uh, information about fire and how it provides heat and what all it does for heat as well as cooking, as well as smoke, extremely interesting paragraph. And then we would do the same thing with POB C, paragraph, a body, C. Finally, one key component that is almost always overlooked is the mind. Uh, We'll draw an arrow to the margin, POBC, talk about how finally that transition shows that this is the third and final key. Um, Let me see if I can bring this up, see how to do that on here. Uh, I don't think I can. All right, Um, salt, fire, and the mind. So many simple materials that aid greatly with keeping oneself. Um, and I have my my little box over that, so I can't see it. But that's the rest of there. And we would highlight that one, salt fire in the mind. as so, uh, so many simple materials that aid greatly with keeping oneself. Um, I assume that says something about being safe. And then we would highlight that, draw an arrow to the margin, and write thesis reloaded. Then. I would go back and I would circle, have them circle in POB A, salt, write a one above it, have them circle um, fire in the top line of POB B, have them write two, have them circle um, the mind in POB C and draw three, write a three above it. And then I would come down here and say salt, fire, mind, have them write one, two, three, right there. And then we would do the same thing up here in the thesis, use of salt, one, benefits and how to is a fire, two, ability to tap into the power of mind, three, reminding them that you want to put the topics in your thesis in the same order that you have them in your body, right? So you want your thesis to be the same exact order. Paragraph one would come first, paragraph two would come next, paragraph three would come next in your thesis statement, as well as in your thesis statement reloaded. All right, so I I could use this forever. There are so many things that I could do from this passage that I could teach. And one of the things that I do is if I ever have any class time left over, I always just go back and we just talk. We talk about the parenthetical phrases. We talk about the quotes. We talk about the punctuation of the quotes, all of um, the uh, details of these paragraphs. Um, And there is a quote and he was assigned a quote and it is in POVC. So that's gonna be the fourth paragraph down and my cursor hopefully is showing it to you. When the realization first comes, quote, well, I am lost, exclamation mark, quote. So that is his one quote. He also has some quote marks for special words up here, quote, uh, pest control, unquote. I saw someplace else where it was like a quoting, a special word. Uh, That is another use for quotes that I teach for sure. Um, But I'm really interested in this quote here, in part because it has an amazing um, speech tag with a colon following it. And the quote is done correctly and it has an exclamation point inside the quote since it's part of it. So then we will come here and they would be ready to write their thesis statement. All right. And um, again, always reminding them that the thesis statement has to be what the entire essay is about. Uh, So they can't say, one vital key to survival that almost no one thinks of is salt for their thesis. That could be the topic of a paragraph, but it cannot be the thesis statement for the entire essay. And so then there's an example, and then there's their assignment to write theirs. And there's a sample working thesis statement, and they write their working thesis statement. Now, the reason at this point it is called a working thesis statement is because we don't know yet the type of opener that they're going to add. And the way that I teach writing is to always develop a working thesis statement of what you're going to write about. That is in lieu of an opening paragraph. You're not ready to write an opening paragraph. A lot of writers, the first publishing company that I wrote for, they wanted to change everything to be um, where they wrote the opening paragraph first. And what they said was, you know, the opening paragraph tells the writer what they're going to be writing about. And I said, no. The opening paragraph tells the writer tells the reader what it's going to be about and the writer doesn't know it yet how can you introduce the body of an essay if you haven't written it yet so we go with the uh, method of a thesis statement so they know what they're writing about the writer knows what he's writing about and then once he has written the body then he is ready to come up with a creative way to introduce it in an opening paragraph that will intrigue the reader and make the reader want to read it. But if it hasn't been written yet, then he does not know how to intrigue his reader yet to read it. So this is the working thesis statement. The other reason we call it working is because depending upon the type of opening that he does, he may, he will tweak this to fit, right? So, you know, if he does a quote opening, by a famous explorer or a a famous outdoorsman or um, a reality show personality uh, that has to do with outdoors, uh, outdoor um, uh, hiking and that type of thing, then he would, if he does a quote, then he might tweak the thesis statement to say something like, um, uh, you know, Michael Smith agrees that surviving and being prepared to survive in the jungle is important, comma, and salt, fire, and the mind can help make that survival possible. All right, so he will tweak according to his opening later. All right, now, if you don't already know your topics, this is where we have a directed brainstorming. We talked about this before in the broadcast, and that is that we have brainstorming, which is like I don't know anything yet. I'm just going to drop my whole brain on this paper about this topic. And when I use a general brainstorming box, I have students just go through and write anything. They can write nouns, verbs, thoughts, quotes, sayings. Um, I just did a general brainstorming box for for a twice-told tale about Chicken Little with um, four of my B classes. Uh, that's middle school, junior high, sixth, seventh, and eighth. And um, they had to fill in this box and they could put anything. So I told them you can put the animals you're going to use, where they live, what they look like, their names, something about what, you know, where, what are they saying? Are they saying the sky is falling? Are they saying the, the um, forest is um, going to burn down? Are they saying that the ocean is running dry? You know, what are they going to say as their chicken little character? Who are they going to go tell? Are they going to go tell, you know, the ant emperor? Are they going to go tell the, um, uh, you know, the queen of Mars, you know, whatever it might be, whatever their setting is. And they just drop everything into a brainstorming box. Then the next step in brainstorming is more a directed one. And this is what I call the directed brainstorming box. And this is where I give them categories. And I give them headers and things like that to direct their brainstorming. So instead of just putting everything out on the paper, they are directing it. So here they are trying to think of three ways that they would like to write about. And if they don't know the three ways, then they can look up stuff online. They can ask people, what do you think are the best ways to survive in a jungle? What do you think would be the best thing to do in a jungle so that you don't get killed or freeze or Again, he died of heat stroke or starve to death or be dehydrated or whatever. What do you think? And this is directed. So they're directed first way, second way, third way. And that's optional because a lot of kids, especially the kids who are excited about this project, i.e. boys, they already have ideas for how they want to survive. All right. Now we have a quote assignment. So there's at least one quote that needs to be added. Again, take that out for younger kids or less experienced writers, add more. So in that case, I would say, okay, your opening or closing paragraph, you have to use a quote paragraph. And I would give my them my quote paragraph template. Um, and uh, that will soon be available, at teachers pay teachers. And the uh, quote paragraph template has all the lines filled in that they, all the lines for them to fill in with their quote to outline their quote paragraph. So for an older student, I would say you have to do either a quote paragraph opening or a quote paragraph closing, and then you have to have at least one quote in your body. All right, and so that would be another way for that differentiation. I'm gonna maybe come back to this. I'm really trying to keep these at 30 minutes, so I'm going to keep moving. But there, you can use this right away. You Even if you don't use this project, print off um, C1, all the quote stuff there, see two. all the quote stuff there and walk through these quotes slowly with your students. This is how students learn to write quotations. It is from seeing them done correctly and pointing out the various elements that each quote contains. So then they have that to look back in when they're doing their own quote and uh, talking about it slowly. So you can even see here how the details of the quote, this is everything that I would tell them about uh, that quote. Um, Yeah, it's It's full, right? And that is what I would tell them about the quote so that they can learn how to do a beginning speech tag and they can learn how to do an ending speech tag. I may come back to that. We'll see how much time I have. All right. So here they're going to outline. So the steps for outlining is to uh, first one is to review the list of ways that they put in the brainstorming box, add to it work in their brainstorming box. So what else can you say? Review it, mark through, add more things, number the ideas in order, and then come over and outline, All right? So when they come over here to the outlining space, which is provided for them, so this is why this is such a good thing for you to have because you can use this for any three paragraph body um, that you want, because it's got all three paragraphs laid out here. Okay, so paragraph of body A, in this case, it's the first way to survive. So they have to label their topics of paragraphs. Another reason why this is such an ideal project for um, maybe even reluctant writers is because it is there's no confusion as to what goes in each paragraph. Paragraph A of the body is going to be the first way. Paragraph B is going to be the second way. Paragraph C is going to be the third way. I'm not going to talk in paragraph B about um, what was paragraph B? Fire. I'm not going to talk about, I can't remember what his, favorite, what his three paragraphs were about. All right, let me see here. Um, salt, fire, mind. Okay. So I'm not going to talk in my POBB about fire. I'm not going to talk about salt. I'm not going to talk about the mind, right? It is so well laid out for them. And it's really a great stepping stone for paragraph breaks. If you have students who have problems with paragraph breaks, go back and watch episode number one, writing the three favorites essay. It can be three favorite of anything. We just so happen to have three favorite Peter Pan characters, but you can use it for anything. And notice how in that episode and this episode, we are giving them the perfect way to know what to have in their paragraphs, right? They do not have to worry about When do I change? When do I stop this one? When do I start the next one? Because each paragraph actually could stand alone. Like one, like his first paragraph could be the importance of salt in surviving in the jungle. Boom, a one paragraph essay, right? And so I like to tell my students that when you're doing this, each paragraph is like a little mini essay in itself and it could stand alone. Paragraph A could be, salt as the important factor in surviving in a jungle. Paragraph B could be, uh, I don't the order again, but uh, the importance of fire to survive a jungle. Paragraph C could be mind over matter, using the mind to survive in a jungle. Three completely separate essays. And so when my kids are overwhelmed, I say, don't think about three paragraphs, think about this little essay, this little essay, this little essay. All right, now they're going to write and they're going to read their thesis statement, to remind them of what they're writing about. I'm sure they know by now. And since they are going to write an opening sentence later, uh, they're actually doing an opening paragraph. In this, that that was in the overview box, right? That they're going to do an opening paragraph. So since they are doing an opening paragraph later, they don't have to say the three ways to survive in a jungle are da 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 da. They're just going to start right in the first one. The first way to survive in a jungle is, all right. Uh, one way to survive in a jungle, one important uh, element that helps surviving in a jungle is boom. All right. And then they're going to write their first paragraph, double spacing it so that you can edit it and they can do the checklist challenge as well. Um, so then they will do the same with the second paragraph, they'll do their same to the third paragraph. Now they have the three paragraphs of their body written and they are ready to write an opening paragraph and a closing paragraph. They know exactly what the body contains. They know exactly how to introduce it. They have ideas and ways for that because they know what they have written. So uh, in the in the whole big long assignment, which I didn't put in yours because I know it's a lot of printing, but in the whole big long assignment, it'll have like six a list of six ways that you could open. So you could list with a statistic. So an opening paragraph about Uh, the number of people who die in a jungle, Um, a a quote by a naturalist or a a missionary from a jungle or a um, Doctors Without Borders doctor who was in a jungle, Uh, TV personality, reality show personality who has a jungle or a survival show, Um, a um, quote about nature, jungle, so forth, surviving, a quote about surviving, just in general, and then tie that in. They can do a definition paragraph. They could define the word survival. Um, They could define jungle. Um, They could do a statistic, quote, definition. They could do a story. They could open with a story and close with a story. So in that case, they would start with somebody in a jungle who is lost, then they would have their body and then they would close with a bookend continuing that story about the person in the jungle and how these three things saved him boom all right so you can give them a lot of ideas for that that is excellent to do that all right let's move on back for a second to the quotes they have to have one quote so I would walk them through and give them your expectations for your outline. How do you want the quote in their outline? I let my kids, depending on how many quotes they have to have and all that and how high they are, how high their level is in writing, I will have them, uh, they can sometimes print it off and just uh, um, attach it with a paper clip to their um, outline and make a note in the outline. This is where that quote is going. Okay, or you can have them write the whole quote on the line and be sure they have any other details that they need. Abraham Lincoln, 16th U.S. president. Then they are ready. I tell them personally, I would always do the whole quote because I like to have everything right there in my outline ready to go and I tell them that they think they're saving time by printing stapling it attaching it going back and finding it later but it's really much faster to have it right in their outline they don't have to stop they won't have to stop the flow of their writing and creating to go find the quote whenever they decided they wanted it what at whatever point they wanted it in. All right and there are uh, two quotes they can do a people quote or they could do a book quote where they just lift text out of a book word for word and put quotation marks around it. And so they, they put those in their outline either way, regardless of which kind it is. And then this is how I walk them through a uh, beginning speech tag or an ending speech tag. Now if they're brand new at quotations, I walk them through everything. We make some margin notes. We we. Um, uh, Um, Let's see, where's the closing one? We circle this comma, we circle this, or highlight this comma, highlight this period, draw an arrow to the margin. I just did this today, literally two hours ago. Uh, Draw an arrow to the margin. It says one period per sentence. That reminds them that when you have a statement, you need a comma here, not a period. On and on and on. Just use real, real content to teach from. Use real reports, real essays, real stories real quotes done properly to teach from. You'll go a lot further doing that and have them use highlighters and make margin notes. It's that interacting that is going to really bring that all home for them. All right, is it fun? Is it so fun to have three ways to survive in a jungle? Of course, you could have three ways to survive in a tsunami, three ways to survive in a tornado, three ways to survive uh, in a leaking boat, three ways to survive: um, a jungle, prairie, desert, <laughs> right? Any number of things. You can also do just three of anything. So you could do three ways to cook steak, right? That would be a a much more personal kind of essay, maybe more experienced. Three uh, three um, ways to make chocolate chip cookies and bars, boom, right? You can make it a lot easier. You can make it a lot more abstract for upper level students. Like, um, you know, uh, the three reasons we had a little bit ago. Let me see where that was. Three um, reasons why Hook is a good villain or Peter Pan is a good hero. We also have three reasons why Animal laws are important, Oh, so many, so many things. All right, grab your teacher's notebooks. You can get all of them here together. Teacher forward slash teacher's notebook, print them all off, 34 free lessons for you. All right, and here are some that are related to this. These are going to be essays and projects that are at this level. So 6th, 7th, and 8th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 10th, 11th, 12th, and then this how to complete the checklist challenge, all of these freebies can be uh, obtained by subscribing to Donna uh, Language Arts Lady blog. And they all have videos of me teaching them all of the freebies here. There are 18 freebies and one, two, three, four, five, six of them have videos of me teaching it for you. There you go. All right, here are some digital products, downloadable products that are related to this. A lot of these are these three ways, three favorites, three quotes. Um, three castle objects. That is a really cute one. There, three uh, castle. Why oh, you want these three castle objects as friends? Oh my word! These are fun projects. I have just started um, testing two new projects. One is dialogue between two toys. So many cute ideas. One boy today came to class with the idea to do um, uh, a to- two toys, who their owner takes turns taking to school with him because he has anxiety all oh my word I nearly cried and he has them talking in the nursery when nobody's around about how they help Timmy at school how they help him to overcome his anxiety how today went at school absolutely precious somebody else had uh, a grandmother's raggedy and doll and a girl's new doll talking to each other. Extremely cute, cute projects. Then we have the Chicken Little that I mentioned before. Oh my word, they have the cutest ideas on who's going to be Chicken Little, uh, like a a mouse and then different rodents that went with Chicken Little and then an eagle who came and tried to trick them. Um, uh, Just, oh my word, oh my word. I have most creative, amazing students. All right. Uh, These are some of the meaningful composition books where you'll find these types of assignments. Two-week samples at characteringstore.com. Two-week samples of every meaningful composition book. 20 meaningful composition books. They're one-semester books. Everything has a two-week sample at it. All right, you can hire us. We would love to teach your students too. Thank you so much for joining me. It has been a pleasure to bring you How I Teach, episode number 34, and I will see you next week.